0: Because
1: when you can't see your way, and you feel that you've gone astray, doing all you know how to do, remember, God has not forgotten you. Hold your head up and be true to him, and he'll open
2: Storms Don't see Oh hey. her. i
1: in the sanctuary,
2: come on.
3: everybody. said, good morning, everybody. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I shall rejoice and be glad in it. May we stand up for our congregational scripture reading on this morning. Amen, everybody. Let's read together. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Amen, everybody. Amen. Let's go to God in a word of prayer. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on us today. God, we thank you for another opportunity to worship you. God, we thank you for a week of provision and protection. But most of all, we thank you for a week of your presence. God, anoint this place today. Consecrate us with your Holy Spirit. God, we thank you so much for your son, Jesus Christ. And it is in his name, God, that we worship you and we praise you. God, thank you for another day to sing your praise. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, everyone. Come on,
4: clap your hands, all you people of God. We thank you for this day, Lord. How many of you know he's great and greatly to be praised? Put your hands together. You don't mind if we clap a little bit? The song says, God is great and greatly to be praised. this Lord and we thank you oh God because you were given a name that is above all names that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord to the glory and honor of the Father somebody just say Jesus now I want you to think of whatever it is that you're standing in the need of that which you've been worried about, that which you've been longing for, that which you've been needing a breakthrough with. Now, say the name, Jesus. Speak to it again and say, Jesus. He'll heal your body. His name is Jesus. Come on, choir. Say,
0: Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus.
4: Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Call him in the morning. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Early in the morning will I sing thee. Jesus, 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 Oh, what's his name? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Listen. I love the calling. The name. your God, how we worship your God, oh, there's nothing above that name, only the name of Jesus, for he said that I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Good morning, good hope. It is good to see each and every one of you, and we also welcome our streaming audience this morning. We invite you at this particular time to fellowship it's fellowship time so come on out of the aisles greet someone meet someone introduce yourself and let them know welcome to worship
5: Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good morning, everybody. We greet you in the grace, peace, joy, and love of God, our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Love to the family. Thank God for his love that we can share with one another. Come on, if you know God's been good to you, make a joyful noise to the Lord today. Man, oh man, I gotta tell you, boy, this these last couple of weeks have been, I mean, just absolutely draining. <laughs> man, it's just been, man, these last couple of weeks have just been uh, really, really tiring leading up to Resurrection Sunday, Holy Week, and then coming right out of that um, with the George Thomas funeral and the, the concert, and then right out of that into. Uh, The following week, last week, man, I want to thank Dr. Green for stepping in. I was at the New Hope Baptist Church in New Orleans, Louisiana, celebrating their 93rd church anniversary. Uh, Pastor Jamal Weathersby is the pastor there. And uh, the pastor who preceded him, Pastor John Raphael, was a friend, um, one of the Brothers that we encouraged during the Katrina evacuation, uh, Jamal was a son of that church. Is a son of that church and assumed the pastorate after Dr. John Raphael passed away from cancer uh, now five six years ago. And so um, he asked me to come and share and encourage um, him and the people there, and uh, it was really a blessing. Got back on Monday. Got here in, in, in time for the concert on Monday um, and want to thank everybody who came out for that. It was absolutely tremendous. And then Tuesday had to teach at the IC3 conference, national conference held here in Houston, hosted by Dr. Ralph West at the Church Without Walls and was there uh, all week and um, Not just teaching, but also in class and entertaining and seeing friends. And you know what happens when you see your friends that you haven't seen in years. Everybody wants to stay up all night and rehash all these old stories and stuff. And a couple of nights I had to say, brothers, I'm going to bed. They're like, man, it's just 11 o'clock. Yeah, I got to get up in the morning, you know, getting old. I can't stay up all night like I used to. So um, it was just a a really, really uh, taxing week. Um, and I want to thank um, Pastor Bell and uh, Chris Johnson. Pastor Chris Johnson, they stepped in, conducted a funeral service. We had our golf outing yesterday. Um, gotta send uh, man, just congratulations to our golf ministry for an absolutely tremendous job. Um, we raised more money for our scholarships at this golf outing than we have in the history of our golf ministry. And we're grateful to God for that. I want to thank brother and sister Thomas for doing a, a tremendous job. Man, the storm came through on Friday, but the sun was shining on Sunday, uh, Saturday, and it was a beautiful day. And uh, man, really appreciate uh, all that they did to make this uh yeah make this tournament a success we we are we are close to $50,000 being raised for our scholarships now i'm saying that because i need some of you who are hearing what the spirit of god is saying to get us over that $50,000 mark uh, now this year our Golf tournament is under Hope for Families, our 501c3, our nonprofit. So if you work for a company or you have a business and you'd like to make a donation to get us over that hump, I want you to still do that. It's still not too late to do that. And all of your gifts are tax deductible. And what's unique about our scholarship fund is that we not only support young men and young women who are in college or going to college. We support those who are going into any post-secondary educational experience. So if they're going to vocational school, we want to encourage them. Amen. If they're going to be a beautician, we want to encourage them. They're going to culinary program. We want to help our children who are pursuing a positive path in life. And so, um, Please, ma'am, please, sir, if the Spirit of God is moving and leading you to do so, I want to encourage you to give towards our scholarship campaign. I um, want you to pray for the Mouton family, um, Sister Rhonda Mouton, our husband Cedric, went home to be with the Lord, and I couldn't do that funeral because I was on my way to do the graduation chapel for Dallas Theological Seminary. They asked me to come and speak to the graduates of the Houston Extension. And so I was really blessed and honored to do that on yesterday as well. So, needless to say, at the end of all of that, I was just glad to sit down for a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it was a blessed time. And I'm grateful to the Lord for those who, uh, who graduated. Got to tell you a little funny story. Uh, put the picture up of the two sisters. So I, I go to the gas station, and y'all, you know, if some of you may not know, I live in the hood. Um, I live in the hood. Sister Nedra, yeah, I got you. Um, I live in the hood, and so, you know, there's, there's, there's three things that are really different when you live in the hood. The barbershop, the beauty shop, and the gas station. You know, Man, I'm telling you, gas stations in our neighborhood are like Walmart. You know what I mean? You can buy anything. I'm telling you, I'm out there, man, and the brother asked, you know, if he could clean my windows, and I said, go ahead. And one brother cleaning my windows and another brother pull up to get some gas. He said, Oh, player, look here, if you want to get your stuff clean, I got the product right here. My own invention, you know. And I'm like, wow, you know, it I mean just it, it just. So whenever I go to get gas, you know, I'm always leery because I'm usually standing there and somebody will say, hey, pastor, how you doing? And especially when I have, you know, a suit on or something like that. Hey, pastor, how you doing? And I'm just thinking, you know, they don't really know I'm a pastor. They just thinking, you know, big guy, you know, in a suit, you know, black, you know, black suit, he probably a preacher, and so, you know, when I go to that gas station, I always get some singles because I already know I'm gonna be giving some money to folk, right? I just already know it. You know? So I'm pumping gas yesterday, and I hear this voice say, hey Pastor, how you doing? I was like, oh Lord, where's my money? Because <laughs> gonna... one time somebody said that to me, and I said, Man, you just call me pastor. Say, man, you don't even know if I'm a preacher or where I t-. He said, man, you the pastor at good hope." Had his beard in his hand. He was like, man, you the pastor, good hope." I like, my man, look, let me go and pay for your bill. Here you go. (laughs) So Sister Sarah and Sister Nedra, they said, hey, Pastor, how you doing? I'm pumping gas. I said, Lord Jesus, let me look up. I said, oh, my God, it's like two of the members of the church. I'm so glad to see you. And if you look at their shirts, they were actually volunteering with the United Way yesterday. And I said, you know what? I gotta take your picture. Here's why I did that. I wanted you to see what it means to be salt and light. Right? Salt is not salt and doing its best work when it's in the salt shaker. Right? Salt's got to get out of the salt shaker. And I wanted to thank Sister Dedra and, and Sister Sarah. Because they were volunteering with the United Way. And wherever you serve, wherever you volunteer, you become salt and light in that environment. It's a witnessing opportunity to the goodness of God. It's a witnessing opportunity. Somebody says, man, where do you go to church? Or why do you have this light? It's just a tremendous opportunity. So, Sister Nedra, thank you so much for being salt and light. I appreciate it. Sister Sarah, she was here at the 8 o'clock service. And uh, y'all are celebrities, boy, you showed up on the big screen. You can tell your family I was on the big Did you take a picture of it? You can tell them you're on the big screen. They may think it's a movie screen, but that's all right. That's a big, we can show movies up there too. So uh, this morning at 8 o'clock, I had a friend of mine, um, Dr. Tyrell Brown, who passes the Morningstar Baptist Church in Richmond, Virginia, and the Village of Hope Church in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, share with us today and I, and I made up my, I had my sermon already prepared and I said you know man this this brother was really kind to me years ago and he was in town he was staying over so I said man I'm going to have you come preach and, and he and he shared a, a very very timely message and so I had told myself before um, I'm probably giving you all way too much information but so I told myself, I said, you know what? Whatever he preaches, that's what I'm going to preach. Whatever he preaches, I'm going to preach it. And, you know, sometimes, and, and the Sons of Hope will tell you this, sometimes, you know, I would preach a sermon, and then I'd just give them my manuscript and say, okay, you preach it at the 12 o'clock service. You know, you preach it. And they'd be like, what? And I said, well, I mean, if, if I did a good job preaching it, you should be able to preach it. You know what I mean? Just simple, but you should be able to preach it. So I wanted to challenge myself. So I said, I'm going to preach his message today. So I'm going to preach his message today. Now, I, I did have to co-fealize it a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, you know, ladies, when you buy something in the can, but you got to dock that up a little bit, you got to put your little taste on it. You know what I mean? So I had to put my little, put my little something, something on it. All right. Uh, But it's a message that I believe is universal. It's a message that all of us uh, need to hear and be reminded of. And my prayer is that you will be blessed today in a special way. Choir is going to minister in song. uh, But before I do that, where are all my May birthdays? All of the May birthdays. Uh Uh-huh. Ooh. well we're singing happy happy birthday to you happy birthday Choir is going to come now and minister in song. And following that, we'll have a word for today. Deacon and Sister Wilson, I got to tell y'all, Pastor Blake told me to tell you, hello, Pastor Harry Brake from the Mount Canaan Church in Shreveport, Louisiana. He's actually now the pastor emeritus, and he was at the conference this week, 85 years old. And uh, man, just thank God, Pastor Blake has been such a blessing in my life. Uh, in so many ways and he also uh, is the pastor of sister Ann wilson's family in shreveport and so we uh, thankful to god for him and uh every time i see him and remind him who i am actually i don't even have to remind him he remembers who i am and uh, he always wants me to give the wilson's my love and so we're grateful to the lord for that Who, who's whose mama uh, is a member at New Hope? Where are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah your mama. Yeah, your mama came up to me. <laughs> your your pastor talked about you. Your mama came. Her pastor came and said, "Did my member tell you?" What I told her, I said, yes, your member told me what you told her, that she'd been part of this church and hasn't come up and told me about all the gifts and all of the skills you have and all of the ministry that you're going to get involved in from this point forward. (laughs) And then your mama came up. And your mama said, my daughter. I said, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Uh, matter of fact, she took a picture with me. I can't, I, I, boy. I need some wireless stuff so I can pull up that picture right now. But uh, yeah, she made sure to tell you hello. So tell your mama that your my pastor embarrassed me this morning. Somebody put the camera over there. So she. No, I'm just joking. I'm just. <laughs> come on, choir's going to sing. Following that, we have our word for the day. Speak to us now, O Lord, we pray. Speak to our souls today. For this is why we've come, dear Lord. We're ready for your word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. Heaven and earth will pass, but God, your word will forever last. We are now ready for your word. Father, we pray that you'll bless our time in your word. Let all that we do and all that we say bring glory and honor to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The song was released in 1988. It was considered a jazz tune as it was released into the market by EMI Records. But the song quickly began to climb not the jazz charts, but the pop charts. Simple tune simple words but a powerful message that everybody started humming and singing along to see if you recognize it We don't even need to play anymore. You already know it. What's the title of the song? Don't worry, be happy. Bobby McFerrin is the artist that recorded the song. And if you know anything about Bobby McFerrin, he has the nickname of being a human jukebox because he can make all kinds of sounds from his body. Don't worry, be happy. Great message. Sounds great. And most of us could sing along with it. Most of us could follow along with it. And most of us tried to adopt that philosophy of living. But my brothers and sisters, I want you to know today that just saying or singing, don't worry, be happy, is not enough to keep most of us from worrying sometimes. Uh, As a matter of fact, everybody in here will worry at one moment or another. The question is, what will you do when worry comes knocking at your door? Whether it's worrying about your family or worrying about your friends or worrying about your life or just worrying about yourself. What, What will you do with worry that comes your way? And so today, for a few moments, I want to talk to you from the thought, don't worry, trust God. Yeah, y'all going to change the title. I told you, just follow me, y'all. <laughs> you can't anticipate. I got to take, you gotta, you gotta, let me grab, I got the left hand out. Y'all got to follow my lead. <laughs> don't worry, trust God. I want you to open your Bibles, if you have them, to Matthew chapter... Uh, chapter 6 we're going to begin reading around the 24th verse Matthew chapter 6 I'm not going to ask if you have an outline because you don't and you're spoiled rotten and I already know some of you are like where my outline some of you who may be visiting say but they said the pastor gives you an outline spoiled rotten I had to give y'all air fresheners to put around your neck because you stink, y'all spoiled rotten Pull out a piece of paper and your Bible and take some notes. Somebody say amen. Amen. Today, I want to encourage you on what it takes to move from a place of worry to a place of trust. There's an old adage that if you worry, you don't trust. And if you trust, you don't worry. And so how can we shift from being a people who worry to becoming a people who trust? Here's the first thing I want you to see. Number one, realize you have the power to choose whether you will be anxious or worry. You have the power to choose whether you will worry or trust. You have the power to choose Which one you will live by? Which philosophy will guide your life? Look at verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, Matthew chapter 6, or what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on, Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Go down to verse 27. And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? Go down to verse 31. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? Three times in this passage, Jesus talks about worry. Why? He talks about worrying. and he uses the word anxious because he knows we not only have the potential and the possibility, but we have the proclivity to be worrisome. We learn from psychologists that we typically worry far more than we need to and somewhere around 90% of what we worry about never comes to pass. Uh, the word anxious there. Literally means to take thought of or to be overly concerned about or overly focused on. And when Jesus says, do not be anxious, it's in the imperative mood, the present tense, the active voice. He is, he is telling you, he is telling me, you have a choice whether or not you are going to worry or you are going to trust. And you must choose not to worry. Now, you say, but, but Pastor, you know, it's hard not to worry. Well, here's what the Lord wants you to understand. Worry is natural, but it's not necessary. Somebody tweet that for me. Worry is natural, but it's not necessary. Worry keeps us from trusting in God and keeps us from moving forward with God. And God says we must learn how to counteract worry by learning how to trust God. See, here's the truth of the matter. Worry presents us with a dual temptation. You know what the dual temptation is? To distrust God and to substitute fear for faith. Worry literally says, I'm not going to trust God. I'm going to, listen carefully, Focus more on my inability than on God's ability. I'm going to focus on what I can't do rather than focus on what God can do. Now, you say, how do you know that, Pastor? Because if you could do it, you wouldn't worry about it. you just do it. See, worry is a sign of inability. Worry is a sign that I can't. But I'm failing to trust the God who can. That's why the Bible says we should not be anxious for anything. Let me read Philippians chapter 4, beginning at verse 6 for you. Write this down, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes or surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What are the two places where he hit us the hardest? In our minds and in our hearts. And Paul says when we learn how to trust God by praying and relying upon God, the peace of God will guard our hearts and our minds. Here's the second thing. Number two, Realize worrying is a waste of time. Worrying is a waste of time. Now, now I know there's some times when you may choose to waste time. But there's really no reason to waste your time worrying. Because worrying doesn't change a thing. Uh, If you go back up to verse 24 of Matthew chapter 6, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Jesus makes it clear that worry takes away from life instead of adding to life. Worry takes away from your life. It doesn't add to your life. Worry opens the door for stress. Worry opens the door for panic attacks. Worry opens the door for troubled mind and sleepless nights. You don't have to say "Man, I know I'm right about it. And the Lord says you must learn how useless worry is. Let me give you an example. If you stayed up all night worrying last night and got no sleep, what changed with your sleepless night other than you getting no sleep? Did the situation change? Did the circumstances change? Did the issue resolve itself because you worried about it? Did the person get home earlier because you were worrying about them? Did they act better because you were worrying about them? No, worry does nothing. Nothing. So watch what the text says. The text says you got to be careful and make sure you don't worry about certain things. And I think it's interesting because it's like Jesus highlights five things or four things that we worry about the most. Let me show you in the text. Um, First, A, he says, don't worry about your finances. Don't worry about your finances. Now, when you look at verse 25, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. The therefore is there for a reason. Right? So the therefore in verse 25 is related to verse 24. You can't serve God and man. Right? You can't serve God and mammon. You can't serve God and money. You've got to choose. And he understands when you are worried about finances, finances become the focus of your life. Now, I know where some of you are already going, but pastor, I should be a good steward. I should handle my money properly. You and I both know that's not what Jesus is talking about. He's talking about a preoccupation with what the text would call in the King James filthy lucre or filthy lucre. He's talking about a preoccupation with money and finance that will reveal what's really in your heart. So a gentleman was speaking this week, and he was talking about the changes that came about in his life after he got money. And he said, anybody who would tell you money won't change you has never had money. And I submit to you, money doesn't change you. It just reveals who you really are. Because <laughs> most of you can't afford to sin the way you would if you had a lot of money. Yeah, m- money will le- allow you to become creative in your sins. Y- you used to have to walk when you sin, but money will let you drive when you sin. <laughs> And if you get a lot of money, you can fly sin in, you know what I mean? And you can fly out to sin. Money will just reveal what's in your heart. So so in verse 24, he talks about the choice between serving God and mammon, that you can't serve both. And then he gets to verse 25, and he says, therefore, don't be anxious about your life. Let me give you some things you should never be anxious about. Don't be anxious about your finances. Plan, save, invest, but don't get so preoccupied with your money that you can never become content with what God has blessed you with. See, as somebody in here right now, you can't enjoy what God has blessed you with because you're worrying about what you don't have. And can I tell you something? There will always be something you don't have. There will always be something that's the newest, the latest, and the greatest. And when they run out of the newest, the latest, and the greatest, they go back and pick up some old stuff. And they call it retro. You're not praying with me. They just wait till you throw it all out, and then they bring it back. Don't, don't worry about your finances. This is the second thing we worry about, our future. He says, "Don't worry about your future. Do not be anxious about your life. I was just speaking to somebody this past week who confused me because the person was bouncing around so much about life, and they were worrying about dying, and then they were worrying about living. And they were worrying about if they were going to live a long time or if they were going to die real quick. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're worrying about all kinds of stuff and all of that can't happen. Let me give you an example. If you're worrying about living a long time, then stop worrying about dying too soon because both of them are not going to (laughs) happen. Like pick one thing, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm worrying about it, I'm going to die tomorrow. Then you ain't got to worry about living a long time. If you think you're going to die tomorrow, just worry about dying tomorrow. When tomorrow comes, you good. Don't worry about dying tomorrow and living a long time. It's like, I'm worrying about going right. And I'm worried about going left. And I'm worrying about standing still. You confused. Um. He says, don't worry about food. Don't don't worry about what you will eat, what you will drink. You know, the truth of the matter is the overwhelming majority of us have never missed a meal we couldn't afford to miss. Right, I, I remember when I was little, you know, and, and you have their food, and I, I don't know how many of y'all had your mama or your grandmama tell you, you know, eat all your food, clean your plate. And he said, I don't want to eat that. And he said, but there's children starving in Biafra right now. And he'd be like, well, can we ship it to them? Because I don't. <laughs> I, don't want, it, it, I mean, isn't it amazing how that stuff, like, plays in your mind, right? Because when we were just in South Africa, I was like, where's Biafra? I'm like, I'm trying you know, and I'm not saying that children weren't starving. I'm not saying that those are not issues that we have to deal with. But what I am saying to you is that many times we worry about stuff that has to do with the gratification of our body. You know, and and food and drink and excess. Which becomes our M.O. in terms of how we interact with those things. Don't, don't worry about. Finances. Don't worry about your future. Don't worry about food, and don't worry about fashion. <laughs> I know some of y'all are like, "Okay, can you keep going real quick right by that?" <laughs> so, so you know, when you have um, children and and they get grown. Um, if you wear close to the same size, they will shop in your closet, right? How many of y'all ever had that happen right okay so um so brandon is is probably the most notorious for shopping in my closet now now he'll ask most of the time um but but sometimes I'll just see him wearing stuff. And <laughs> And Deacon Green, I'll be like, man, that look just like my, hold up. And he'd be like, oh, Pop, I need it, and I just, you know, I borrowed I was going to put it. Yeah, right. I just happened to see you in it, right? Uh, I'm, now, I'm telling on myself, so y'all know. I'm telling him I'm confessing. Um, so, last night, he, he came by. Um, he he played in the golf tournament with us, and um, and so he came in and he had on some sneakers, and I was like, man, those are some nice sneakers he got on. <laughs> it looked just like my sneakers. <laughs> I looked and I said, yeah, but my sneakers they had a little mark right, those got a little mark too. <laughs> now now here's the bad part. The bad part is not that he. Borrowed my sneakers. That's not the bad part. The bad part is, I got so many sneakers that I'm not going to miss them. You, You follow what I'm saying? All of us have that fashion thing. Sometimes it's rooted in retail therapy. Mic check, one. <laughs> right? But, but let's be honest. We buy more stuff than we need. We have more stuff than we're going to wear. I, I, if you buy a house in Third Ward, one of the things you will find out in Third Ward in the Heights in all those old houses, they have small closets. I mean, people will complain. Yeah, you know, you I maybe mean, you buy a house and there, you know, what I mean, I got small closets. That's good. Folk didn't have a whole lot of junk. They didn't need no big closet. They don't have a walk-in closet. That's because you never had to walk in a closet. <laughs> you had four, five shirts. Maybe three pair of pants, two pair of shoes, and that was it. You did have to walk in and do a circular dance to try to figure out what you're going to wear. What color? Let me see. Does this go with this? <laughs> Half the closet still got tags on it. Let me see feel like I'm in the store shopping right now. <laughs> and when the new season comes, we got to get the new stuff. Now, I'm saying fashion, but you know, come on, some of y'all, y'all do it with technology. Y'all got, man, they got the, got the latest camera, the latest. I told somebody, man, what iPhone I have. They're like, oh, my God. <laughs> Act like I had a disease or something. You know what I mean? Pastor, you got an iPhone yet? Which one? Uh, six? Six? Oh, my God. <laughs> How long are they giving you to live? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it works. I wait at least two or three generations. I let them work all the bugs out. I'm going to let you take back your 10 five times. Then when they get to 12, I'm going to get a 10. Why do we worry about those things that are transient and always changing? Jesus said, don't worry about the necessities of life. Don't worry about life. Don't worry about food or shelter. He says, man, when you worry, it can't add an inch to your height. You worrying about clothing. You worrying about tomorrow. You got to learn how to live one day at a time. Let me get to the last thing and I'm going to let you go. Number three. Put your faith and trust in God. Put your faith and trust in God. You need to spend your time and your energy seeking God instead of worrying about stuff. Matthew 6.33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. That but, that contrastive conjunction is there for a reason. The therefore in verse 25 is there because of what was said in verse 24. What was said between verses 25 and verse 32, Jesus says all of that worry and all that stuff that you've been doing, that you shouldn't be doing, he says seek first the kingdom. The problem is when you are worrying, God is not your priority. Let me put a cord in the meeting park here for a second. You have never stayed up all night about, I'm wondering, how can I share my faith tomorrow at work, Jesus? How am I going to witness to that new coworker I have? Lord, help me today. God, I've been staying up all night worrying about how am I going to live a godly life? You ain't staying up worrying about that. You stay up worrying about the foolishness of this world that is always changing, that you have no control over. You're not staying up worrying about how you're gonna be a more godly husband and a better husband or a better boyfriend or a better girlfriend or a better wife or a better mother or a better father. That's not what you're staying up worrying about. But he says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of this stuff you've been worrying about will be added unto you. Now, here's what I want you to understand. When God adds all of the other stuff, he won't have to have as much to add because you won't be worrying about that stuff near as much as you used to. (sighs) When you define yourself by what you wear, and where you live and what you drive and who people think you are you will spend a lot of money in those areas when you become secure in who you are in Jesus I'm trying to help somebody in here and when you realize how much that stuff doesn't matter you will realize how much of that stuff you don't even need. You got four cars because you're gonna impress somebody, or three, and can only drive one at a time. And and you'll keep it, and you'll enjoy it, but somebody gonna have it when you get through, or when you're gone. Right, you will find out how little less stuff really matters. Jesus says, seek first the kingdom. Make seeking God your priority. And that word seek literally means to go after. Like to pursue, to strive for, to desire, to aim at. Seek after his righteousness and all other things will be added unto you. When you seek first his righteousness God will provide for you and he will provide for you in ways that will reveal who he is beyond what you want. Ladies uh, stories told of a missionary who was on the mission field and she was dependent on a monthly support that would come from her supporters and uh, one month came and she literally lived month to month and a month came when she did not receive her support as it would happen she got sick during that same time period. And all she had to eat for the entire month was oatmeal and non-fat dry milk. She had nothing else to eat, had no money to purchase it. That's all she could eat. And she was sick. She went through the entire month And began to regain her strength and began to feel better. When she got to the first of the next month, she went and discovered that her support had come for two months. The month that she missed and that current month. While she was in town, she decided that she would go see a doctor. She was feeling better, but she wanted to find out what was wrong with her. And so she went to the doctor and explained to the doctor the symptoms and what she was dealing with. And the doctor told her what was wrong with her. And then said to the doctor, what would be the treatment for that? Just in case I got sick like that again. And she said, the doctor said, well, if you had come to me and gave me those symptoms, I would have prescribed for you bed rest and eat nothing but oatmeal and nonfat dry milk. And all I'm trying to tell you is when you learn how to trust God, I mean, when you learn how to really trust God, when when you learn how to say, God, I can't see your hand, but I trust your heart. God, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm going to trust you because you brought me too far to leave me now. God, I'm going to trust you because you've never left me, you've never forsaken me, God, I'm going to trust you because you've made a way out of no way too many times. God, I'm going to trust you. And when you trust him, you don't worry. And when you worry, you stop trusting him. Father, we bless you today. I pray now, God, that somebody under the sound of my voice would leave here encouraged I pray, God, that they would leave their worries, leave their cares, leave their concerns here today with you. To say, Lord, I'm no longer going to worry. I'm no longer going to fret. The things that I've been worrying about are out of my control. And there's no need in adding to my frustration, adding to my stress, raising my blood pressure. Because I'm worrying about something I can do nothing about. Help us today, God, to trust you. To seek first your kingdom, your righteousness, your will, your way. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Everybody who can, everybody who will, if you stand on your feet wherever you are. Man, let's go back a little bit. I was going to try to be fancy and call out a key. (laughs) Give me the key of Z uh, if you Let's try C. Now sing, I will trust in the Lord. (laughs) Sounded good.
6: I will trust in
2: the Lord.
5: I will. on, everybody.
0: I in the Lord
5: until, until I Come on, I will trust. Come on. I will trust. Come on, think about what you've been worrying about. Give it to him today. Come on, you've been worrying about your finances. But God's been keeping you. You've been worrying about your future, but God's been making a way for you. Come on, keep on trusting. Come on, everybody. Let's sing this old song, Father. I stretch. Father I stretch my never asked the lord into your life if you're here today looking for a church home and you believe this is where god wants you to be we extend to you an opportunity to come men and women who are standing up front and all over this place they would love to show you privately how to ask the lord jesus christ into your life show you privately how to become part of our church family we are not perfect by any stretch of the imagination But we would love for you to join us on this Christian journey to becoming all God wants you to be. If you're upstairs in the balcony or downstairs, to my left or to my right, please, ma'am, please, sir, if you would, come down. We're not going to look at you funny, I promise you. You don't have to say anything in front of this congregation. All we're going to do is get your name, and then we're going to pray for you. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to pray for you that God will help you for this season of your life. Find all that you need here at the Good Hope Church. We're going to sing this verse one more time. I will trust in the Lord. And as we start singing, don't dialogue or debate with the devil. Don't tarry. Don't worry about what anybody or anything is going to say. Come on and make a step today. Come on. I will. will Come on and come. Come on, wherever you are. You may be seated you may be seated you may be seated come on give the lord a hand of praise today amen amen we're going to prepare to worship the lord in giving we're going to do that quickly expeditiously and then following that we're going to worship around the lord's supper table all right master control we're in your hands good hope Our grief recovery
4: training part two is upon us and all leaders are encouraged to join us on Sunday, May 19th at 1 p.m. in room 203 in the Center for Hope. For more information, please contact Reverend Daryl Rose at 281-541-5706. Attention all men, the singing men of hope will minister on next Sunday in celebration of Mother's Day. Rehearsals will be held this Tuesday, May 7th, and Thursday, May 9th at 7 p.m. in the sanctuary. Let's make sure this is a great day of celebration. For more information, contact Elder Mark Taylor via email at mtaylor at goodhope.org. Hope to see you soon. It's that time of year. School is letting out and summer is right around the corner. Have you ever asked yourself, Lord, what am I going to do with these children? I'm glad you asked. Hope for Families and Barbara Jordan International Preschool presents Children with Hope Summer Leadership Camp, which features arts and crafts, Spanish and Chinese language classes, games and physical activities, field trips, and much, much more. Sessions are from June 1st through August 23rd. Early drop-off and late pickup are available at no extra charge. NCI is also available, but space is limited, so register today. For more information, call 832-217-3300 or enroll at goodhope.org. Hope to see you soon. Hoops for Hope is accepting donations and sponsorships for this upcoming season. If you are interested in financially supporting, please donate through GiveLify, PushPay, or in person at the Hoops for Hope table by the bookstore in the Center for Hope. Or contact Reverend Justin Pouncil at jpouncil at goodhope.org. Can I get a -A -A K-A-A-U? No. That's right. Good hopes true youth are going to kids across America this summer. The hypest camp out there. KAA is an urban Christian sports camp geared towards youth in the inner city ages 9 through 18. True youth will be attending from June 29th through July 5th. That's right, the week of the 4th of July. Don't miss out on this great opportunity for your child to have fun while growing closer to Jesus. Join Pastor Justin in The View before or after 10 a.m. service on May 5th or May 19th to get more information and sign up or simply complete the KAA form on the Hope Network. Don't forget, CDs of all sermons are located in the Center for Hope bookstore for a donation of $5. That about does it for this week's Good News Weekly Announcements. Have a blessed and prosperous week. And remember, good hope, loving God, loving all people, and changing the world.
7: Amen. Uh, Let me add a couple of things there that you need to be aware of. Um, Next Sunday is Family Worship Sunday, so there will be no uh, children's church. It will resume on the third Sunday. And uh, Discovery Seminar will not be next Sunday. It will be the following Sunday. That's the third Sunday as well. So, govern yourselves accordingly. You are, if you have not picked up the monthly uh, newsletter, please pick it up. You will see in there that we will be celebrating in June our pastor's anniversary. Amen? Amen. All right. 20, Twenty-five years of dedicated service. All for the month of June, so we're going to celebrate and honor the man of God that he has uh, put his time in and he has uh, shepherded us, he has taught us, as well as that message today ought to remind you just how much teaching God has given him and he gives to us. So we're going to celebrate his time of ministry here next month, and we want everybody to be a part of that. So uh, we'll be coming to you later on to give you more information, but... For right now, we do want to find out if you're interested in working with the committee. So, Sister Mary Allen, where are you? Would you please stand? Would you see Sister Mary Allen and let her know that you are wanting to work with the committee? Her and Brother Warren Ward and his wife are working on the committee for the anniversary. Amen. So, check your calendar for all next month. Clear the calendar. We're going to be celebrating our pastor. Amen? Amen? All right. Not somebody else pastor, but our pastor. All right? And we're going to show him some love for the entire month of June. Amen. All right. So put that down. Amen. All right. Let us continue worship and giving. All right, Brother Deacons, let's go. thank you for these gifts that have been given for the kingdom and we pray lord that they glorify you and edify your people in jesus name we pray amen Amen. all right let us now prepare to come to the table and to celebrate and remember what god has done for us in his son jesus christ If there's anyone outside the ushers, you can let them in. So if anyone is desiring to leave, we ask that you just stay. We take this time seriously. This is a time of remembrance and a time of thanks. This is the first Sunday of the fifth month of 2019. I don't know about you, but time is moving. God has let you see another first Sunday. That's enough to be thankful for. I hope and pray as you examine yourself, uh, you acknowledge that this is just not a bucket list thing to do. No, it's not. It's something that you do to remember what God has done for you. And he did it better than you could do because he sent his only begotten son to die on an old rugged cross. Took the lick for our sins. Nobody else could do that. You might try to cover somebody in something they did wrong, but somebody's above you and they'll catch that wrong. But when Jesus did it, he did it all. There's an old song that says, Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow. That's what he did for us. He took care of our sins. And so when we come to the table, we come thanking him for taking care of our sins. So let us remember. God, we come right now remembering what you've done for us. You didn't have to do it, but you did. And we thank you. So Lord, we we pray right now That what we do, we remember with our hearts, with our heads, and we lift up this offer of gratitude and of thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. to be served. On the very night that he was betrayed, he took the bread and he blessed it. And he broke it. Let us eat together. Then he took the cup and said this represents the blood that will be shed for the remission of our sins. Let us drink it together. The Bible says that they sung a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. We don't have necessarily a Mount of Olives here, but we have a third ward, a fourth ward, a sunny side, a pear land, that we can go and we can tell somebody that Christ died for you. Lord, we thank you today. Oh, we thank you. From the bottom of our hearts, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he hung, bled, and died. We thank you that the grave couldn't hold him, that he got up with all power in his hand. Thank you, Lord, and we bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, Amen and amen. 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 All right. Uh, midweek services is Wednesday at noon and uh, in the evening. So continue to come on out and support uh, Dr. Green and uh, the noonday Bible study. Remember our sick and shut in as well as all of our bereaved families. Amen. All right. It's time now for us to recognize our guest. So today, if you're visiting with us for the first time, would you please stand? If this is your first visit, please remain standing. Amen. Amen. We're not going to ask you to say anything, but we're certainly glad that you're here. We hope and we pray that you have been blessed by the word, that you've been blessed by the singing, that someone has given you a, a gentle and warm smile. And we pray that that's enough for you to come back and visit one more time. But because you're here today, we have a special reception just for you. So I'm going to ask that you gather your things. And Father, this young lady and this young lady who are part of our guest relations ministry, they're going to take you to the area for the reception. We have a special gift for you. And we're going to share a little bit more about the Good Hope family. Thank you again for coming. God bless you. Pray for a blessed week. Amen. Show some love. All right. There's more coming. Amen. Amen. All right, church. Well, you're blessed by that word today. Y'all still singing that song, ain't you? Don't worry, be happy. All right. But don't worry, trust God. Amen. All right. If everybody's good, we can stand and receive the benediction. All right. Touch the shoulder, grab a hand, give a hug. Tell yourself, don't worry, trust God. Amen. God, we come right now that thank you for this word that you've given us and reminded us afresh where you should be in our lives. Thank you that we can trust you. Thank you that you have reminded us that what's more important is to trust you and all these other things will be added unto us. Thank you for reminding us that tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. We just need to focus on you today. The Lord, I pray for everyone in the sound of my voice that you bless them this week when they rise up early and settle late. Bless them, Lord, as they go out and as they come in. Bless them in their labor and in their leisure until we come together again in the house of prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. amen, amen. And amen. All right. Hug somebody on your way out.